Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription, trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of bounds. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Um, it's a pleasure to be on with Brian Montgomery from yourgolfheadcovers.com. That's where you can find uh, Brian and the head covers at. Brian, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We are good. We are doing fantastic. So thanks so much. Uh, we are, we're glad we got connected with you. Um, I will have to say, I thought I was going to be showing, uh, wait a minute. Did I see a little bottle come out there? Oh yeah. Oh, what are we, uh, what are we stepping on today? So some oh. green, la- green label, heaven Hill. Oh, look at you. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I did have an opportunity. So my uh, uh, I'll call her my I'll call her my partner in crime. She's um, uh, she grew up in Kentucky. I guess I can't say she's from there, but I did have a chance. Uh, went up to visit some of her folks. Uh, I don't know a few months ago, and and you know, and I'm one of those guys kind of like if i see a liquor store or a golf course I, you know it's like a magnet right. man I'm, I'm pulling right in right and and uh, obviously the green label six year uh it's hard to get i don't know if you can actually get it outside can you find it in ohio oh no ohio is a, a bourbon wasteland okay so yeah i i think the only place that i recall really seeing the six year green label is kentucky i don't know I that I see it's the only place it's offered Okay. Yeah. So, so I did, uh, the last time I was there and I, I hate to make a pig out of myself, but you know, it's like, I don't know when I'm going to get back up. So I, I walked away with a case uh, from different stores. You know, I didn't, didn't clean one store out, but you know, multiples along the way I, I wound up well, 10 or 10 or 11 bottles, I guess. So, but by the way, so being an Ohio guy, I don't know if you're familiar with Magnolia spirits. Uh, I have heard of them. Yes. Yeah, so we did. Uh, we had an opportunity to have them on the show. Oh, I don't know, Dan, a few months ago, and uh, some really, really cool stuff. I think they're based out of Cincinnati, uh, but I'm going to be enjoying that while we're on. But uh, maybe a great collab between uh, your golf head covers and Magnolia. Uh, I know they're, uh, they're they play a little bit of golf, so uh, could be a, could be a connection there for you. Oh, I'll look them up to see what we can do. Oh. I'll actually share uh, once we get done uh, tonight. I'll uh, I'll forward you their contact information and vice versa. I'll send yours over to them and see because uh, you know they're kind of they're doing some stuff. You know they're bouncing around to different um, different locations and doing a lot of on premise things. You know and and uh, uh, those type of things. So all right, enough about that. We can drink and and enjoy. We can talk about drinking all night. But what we really want to talk about, Brian is uh, you reached out. Uh, I thought I was going to be able to show the head cover that you made for us. It hasn't made it yet. So uh, things, yeah, trying, it's shipping, right? It's uh, trying times from a shipping standpoint. But uh, but I did get a picture. I posted it on our Instagram at uh, birdies underscore bourbon. So if you haven't, be sure to go check it out. It's one of our most recent posts. Uh, It looks really, really cool. So uh, the design, uh, you didn't do the design, but the uh, everything that happened that's embroidered looks really cool so i can't wait to start gaming that but how did uh give us the story on brian montgomery and how did your golf head covers uh come about i mean why oh sure so a couple how oh, two three maybe four years ago now i had uh, i had sold my uh retail fixtures business so i was kind of kicking around the house with not much to do 
had bought my wife a, a sewing machine for Christmas at her request. I've been in this game long enough to know not to just buy appliances willy-nilly for Christmas gifts. Um, but I had time and she didn't. She was, uh, at that time, she was finishing her uh, her doctorate degree. So that was all her life was about. And so I'm sitting there in a cold Ohio winter. I normally get to play <laughs> during the winter here, but it was a bad one. Wanted some of the really nice, you know, wool cylinder head covers. Took one look at the price and thought, oh my God, that's, <laughs> that's outlandishly expensive <laughs> for head cover. So I started fooling around trying to, trying to make head covers and uh, ended up, you know, with a with a pile of head covers in the corner because you you get better and then you start seeing fabrics you like and next thing you know, and so I started selling them on eBay and Etsy. And uh, gosh, when I started selling head covers on Etsy, there were like four of us. There are like four new head cover makers every day on Etsy. It's <laughs> yeah, I, so say there's four hundred now or maybe four thousand, right? So, oh my God, it's uh, it's like uh, it is like craft beer breweries, right? Everybody that's got a bathtub's making craft brew. And and, you know, it's it's the way we got started. So nothing wrong with it. Um, I was literally looking for something a little different. though. I didn't just want to be a sort of a me too in the cylinder style. Uh, my local golf course hosts high school and a, and a local college. And it just struck me as odd that everything about those players matched. I mean, they got towels that match, hats that match, shirts, you name it. Except the head covers are a mishmash. Uh, on our website, we like to say, uh, you know, you don't, you want to advertise a Muppet or a faraway golf course or a manufacturer. I mean, that's what the head covers always are, right? Sure. And so I thought, well, I can make a head cover in the school colors. I know how to do that. So I started making a few for the local team, and then I thought, wow, it'd be really cool to have their their logo embroidered. About that time, I got connected with the Dayton Sewing Collaborative. I had gone there for like a they have an occasional Saturday sale of, of fabrics they are overstocked on. Started talking to them and, and literally sort of across the hallway in this manufacturing building they were in at the time was this embroidery uh, guy, um, retired Navy pilot, disabled uh, Navy pilot. You might ask how a Navy pilot ends up in Dayton, Ohio, but right, right Patterson Air Force Base, There's a he was a Navy liaison for a number of years. And you know, we got to working together and uh, Actually, at one point, he had to go away for some medical treatment right at the beginning of the COVID lockdown. So I operated the embroidery machines myself. So I've, I've now sewn head covers, embroidered head covers, digitized the stuff to make the head covers. I've, I've kind of had my fingers in all of it. And uh, right as COVID was uh, coming to be, we, we were ready to launch to the NCAA you know, golf community. Sure. And we just put everything on hold because I didn't have the production capability through Dayton Sewing Collaborative because they they were on shutdown and Sean was going having his medical treatments and so we just kind of put it on hold for a year. So this spring we kind of relaunched. Ah, gosh, now we've done dozens of schools, high schools and and colleges. Um, I always say our our target market is a is a college that you couldn't walk into the bookstore and find a head cover with their logo on it, right? Mm-hmm. So they're they're smaller. They tend to be schools you may or may not have heard of. Uh, my current favorite is I'm getting ready to do a run for Augustana College. Now, I'm born and raised in Ohio. So you, yeah, you, you'll, you'll have to share because I, you caught me off guard on that one. Oh, no, I'm getting there. So uh, I am a Bengals fan from my childhood. I'm, I am the right age to be a Bengals fan. There are a lot of Browns fans in the area, but I was young enough to be a, a Bengals fan. And uh, Kenny Anderson has always been one of my favorite players of all time. Uh, I don't know why he's not in the Hall of Fame. 
we can debate that. <laughs> but uh, the reason I know Augustana College is that was the introduction they always gave Kenny Anderson. It would be Kenny Anderson from tiny Augustana College. <laughs> and so to get to do some of their, their head covers, I plan to do one for him. He doesn't know it, obviously, but uh, I'll, I'll uh, look up his address or some way to get it to him and get him a, a personalized one as well. Oh, so that's cool. the kind of fun things we've, we've been getting to do is uh, colleges, universities and, and high schools all over the country. I mean, we've, I've thought about starting to track to see if we could kind of have caught all 50 states yet. We haven't quite, but we're starting to get there. So yeah. it's, it's just been a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, looking at your website, right? And, and uh, I, well, so before I get into that, so so we've talked a lot about um, uh, collegiate high schools, uh, so school-based. But if, if I, as an individual, wanted something made, are we to the point to where we're doing one-off stuff? Are you doing oh, yeah. stuff for clubs? Are you... Yeah, we'll do, we do one-offs. I've done... I've done for uh, Salish Cliffs in the Seattle area. We did a, a cylinder style for them for their 10th anniversary. Okay. Uh, so that was a, that was also a lot of fun. Actually, that one, they had a contest winner. Uh, they are a casino, uh, Native American casino-based company. They held a contest to for drawing a a, a logo, and they they actually had two winners. And so we did a driver in a in one and a fairway wood head cover in another when we do those kinds of things we even print uh labels that are personalized i, I did a wright state university uh golf outing where we wanted to really kind of amp up the i hate to say collectability but we wanted people to feel really special about it so we did that sort of like a print so each head cover had a tag and i had individually numbered like one of 80 two of 80 Oh, so sort sweet. of give it that special feel. Yeah. So yeah, we do we do events, we do a lot of groomsmen trips, a lot of things like that. Uh, individuals, I mean, it's a it's a little more expensive, but not that much more. We just we kind of for teams we tend to cover the digitizing expense and a couple of those things. But really, <laughs> sure, we're always looking to try to keep it in that sort of thirty-ish dollar range uh, for for a head cover, and uh, it's. It's always my, I have to avoid doing this on Instagram, my sort of old man get off my yard moment. <laughs> People show, there's a custom head cover. I'm thinking, no, that's a at best a limited edition because a bunch of people can buy that and you could run into that somewhere sure. on a golf course near you, right? But with ours, it is truly custom. It's truly, what logo would you like? Um, what would you like it to say? We've done, God, we've done everything. I know, Brian, don't tell Dan, but we've got one oh, of one boy. coming for the show. So, uh, Dan, so then, I, I wanted so, to ask you what you did to get left out of this, because as far as I knew, there was an order of one. Yeah, I chose poorly with the co-host. <laughs> hey, we, we all can't be winners. I'm just saying. No. I'm, I'm just, just saying. No, the, no. the key here, Dan, is you have my email address. So if you ever just email me, we'll slide one out your out your way at at some point if you'd like. Thank well, you for well, that. Well, yeah. you know, I, I'm uh, so Brian. So selfishly, I'm going to take something away. Well, I always take something away from from our shows, but uh, but selfishly, I'm going to take something away from this one. And I don't know why, Dan. I don't know why we haven't posed back to our listeners yet uh, a, a new logo idea for uh, for a custom head cover yeah it's a good i mean idea. that's uh that's a pretty good one so we'll, we'll yeah you can send the bill later uh brian <laughs> so we we, we get uh, it. a couple of my favorite ones i did for a friend of mine um he 
he has he's a Notre Dame football fan, uh, Carolina basketball fan. Uh, his kids went to UK and Old Miss, uh, respectively. And so on game days, he always would post something with hashtag house divided. So I made a head cover that had all four logos with a cross sort of they, they took up the quadrants and then a hashtag house divided and then his name on it. Then he liked that so well, he got one for his dad that was like the things his dad liked. And one of them was a wine bottle. Could be a bourbon bottle real, real <laughs> red, easily, right? Yeah. I know, and I, if, if uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to steal Dan's head cover if I like it better than <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, so, so hold on. So, Brian, as you're, uh, as you're enjoying some of your, uh, some of that beautiful, beautiful six-year-old Heaven Hill Green Label bourbon there, uh, I'll give you something to think about. So I want to back up a little bit in, in how uh, your golf head covers got started. And so we, we got to your wife had asked for a sewing machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this will be, I'm, I'm definitely sending us. I'll be right back though. Uh, we have a sewing machine and I can't figure out how to thread the damn thing. Now I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to sew what you're doing, but, uh, you know, I was just going to do some kind of remedial stuff and just give it a go, not head covers, but some other things. And, uh, man, it's like, if I could ever get this thing threaded, I would be able to sew, but threading those, a sewing machine is such a unique piece of equipment in, in the, it's like, if you look at a watch, right. And, and Mm -hmm. a lot of watches, you know, if you've taken the back cover off, or if you've got one that maybe has a clear back cover and it's like the front of it, you know, it looks so, it looks so easy, right? I mean, everything is just fluid and it just moves. I guess I need to go that way, but it just moves and, and everything works accurately. And, and the same thing, when you see a sewing machine in action, it just like, it's, it's everything just goes so smooth and it's so fluid and it just, it just works. So did you know how to sew prior to getting your wife, the machine? And then is your wife still pissed off that you've taken over the machine and she doesn't get to use it? Okay, so to catch you up on that story, it, it didn't take long until I bought her a new, better machine. Oh. So, so I just kept the one that I had originally gotten her because I got used to it. Uh, I've since upgraded a little bit to to a heavy-duty machine because uh, I started doing some vinyls and some, you know, like, what you're getting is a synthetic leather. Sure. Um, so I started doing that. Now, I have sewn on the machines at Dayton Sewing Collaborative, and it would be the equivalent of, I might have sort of a street racer sewing machine. It, it does really well, uh, but it's got its limitations. I get down there and it's like a Formula One car. Like, I didn't even know you could do this. They have those machines set up where if you you kick back on the pedal instead of going forward, you kick back and it actually clips the thread for you. You don't, you never have to, I mean, it's mind boggling. My uh, my uh, key sewist, by the way, that's the new term. Um, I tried to call myself a seamster instead of a seamstress and was corrected to sewist is the uh, okay. proper term. All right. there you go. Who knew? P- politically correct, we are now sewist. We are sewists. Okay. Uh, but my, uh, my key sewist down there has been thinking of, of buying her own machine for, for home to do some of this work. And she's looking at like a 6K investment. I mean, it wow. is... And this is a machine that doesn't do 57 different stitches. It does one stitch really, really perfectly. Hmm. Sure. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, again, I mean, something that sounds so simple 
as um, as sewing, right? I mean, it's because I mean, if you think about it, it's you've got you've got a you've got a piece of metal and you've got a piece of uh, material that that's kind of going into and and binding uh, material. Well, I guess in this yeah. case, it may not be binding it, but it's it, it's creating an image on something. And uh, but uh, yeah, but absolutely. I mean, to your point, right? I mean, with oh, uh, the embroidery. Now, the embroidery machine is whole different thing right that that is um you can crank those things up into like the ten thousand stitch a minute range and it's it's like a small arms fire at a war kind of sound especially if you're in with three or four of them going at the same time but yeah it's it's been an interesting they're all mechanical right so it's not you know they really have to physically work and boy occasionally if something goes wrong there's it's the crash sound like you wouldn't believe. Oh boy. Yeah, I, I bet. So, so you're sourcing, uh, you're sourcing the material, or I, I'm going to say fabric, but it may not necessarily be fabric. But the, you're sourcing the raw material, and mm-hmm. you're you're creating the actual head cover itself, and then you're embroidering on that head cover. It, uh, you actually have to do it the other way around. So you get the fabric, you have to embroider first, and then you have to cut and then stitch that together. I got Because uh, the head cover, the way. Embroidery machines work is you really can't fit a head cover on them. Oh, uh, yeah, they, I guess you're right. Yeah. So you have to do the, the embroidery first. Yeah. So how did you get hooked up with the um, with the Dayton Sewing Collab? I, I know you mentioned uh, there was the uh, the retired pilot. And I, and, oh, yeah, and I want to get into that a little bit because I'm thinking, like, is that tied back to parachutes and that whole, like, is that a... No, that, is that a- uh, so first on the Dayton Sewing Collaborative was really they just advertised an open, like they had this open house and they were selling heavy, heavier fabrics. And this was right when I was first starting. I didn't have any idea where you got a hold of good fabrics at a, at a heavier weights. Sure. So I just showed up and started talking to some folks there. And then uh, I've actually gone to... Uh, there was actually a sewing machine manufacturer here in Dayton. So there's this sort of history of sewing in Dayton, Ohio. I didn't know anything about it. There's also so, uh, like a band uniform manufacturing here in the city. There's uh, another company that does fire firefighter, uh, you know, jackets and the like. So yeah. the nonprofit I work with, Dayton Sewing Collaborative, they train um, folks, uh, how to become industrial sewists. That's that kind of their mission. And so, uh, in talking with them and seeing what they could do, there's another place, even in Cincinnati, um, it's housed in the national flag corporation building, but they are more of a fashion sewing kind of world. So there's just, there was a lot of just stuff going on about two, I guess it was three years ago. And so I met with these folks and t- talked to them, and we kind of came to the conclusion that Dayton Sewing Collaborative was industrial. That's what I was looking for. That's, that's how I started working with them. And like I said, they happened to be co-located in the same building with, uh, with the embroidery guy. The Navy pilot got into embroidery, not so much from any of his background there, but he was setting up, before he, he became ill, he was setting up uh, a, a maker's shop. So he... He was going to various bases and buying uh, surplus equipment. So he has a CNC milling machine there. He has a lot of things that uh, uh, you know someone that's starting a business would need to to be able to kind of do their prototyping and get started. All right. And embroidery machines just happened to be one of the things he did, and it, it became the thing that he could sort of do himself, even 
even whilst you know having treatments and everything. Sure. And so we just and we've become friends since then. But yeah, he's he was uh, very instrumental in kind of helping this become what it's become because otherwise uh, people charge a lot to digitize and do the embroidery. He charges me a much better wholesale rate than I can get anywhere else. So I couldn't really kind of be moving forward and pricing the head covers the way schools can afford them. That's been a big part of this is schools. I've run across schools that don't, you know, they don't give bags to their, to their kids at the end of the season. Those bags stay with the school. I've even run across schools where they want the kids to turn the shirts and shorts back in after the season kind of thing. So there's not a lot of money to be, to be had in a lot of these schools. So we've been trying to keep the pricing real attractive to them. Yeah, COVID's going to fix that. Don't worry. So uh, I, I think we've got new inventory on the rise from this point forward. So, yeah, which, which is good for everyone, right? I mean, I don't know. Do we, uh, you know, it's uh, part of the fun of being on the team, right? I mean, you get uh, get a keepsake and get to carry it around with you for years. So, well, and we work with with a lot of coaches. Uh, let the parents do that purchase. So we work with the with the coaches and the kids and the parents. And we work with coaches to hit budgets. So we're always, you know, up for, for a challenge. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm thinking back and, you know, I can, uh, I'm originally from East Tennessee. So I've, I've been to uh, plenty of games in, uh, in Knoxville. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. Um, <laughs> it's, it's all right. But, but you know, and, and I don't know that I've ever really, and I don't have like a UT head cover. I don't know that I would put a UT head cover on there, but, uh, but I didn't play for UT either, but I mean, yeah, to, you, know, you, you said it earlier on and you, know, you kind of walk in the, uh, the bookstore or what have you. And, you know, you walk into Edwin Watts, I mean, maybe you got something, you know, but they're not necessarily what you would probably want to, you know, it's kind of generic. And, you know, to your point, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's one of how many thousands or millions. There's nothing, you know, unique or really cool about it. Um, so definitely I, I can see the, uh, the, the place that kind of puts, you know, puts your stamp. And, and by the way, you're, you're uh, looking through your website. Uh, right at your golfheadcovers.com. I mean, it, really, really great looking stuff, man. And uh, just with the uh, the logos and uh, the mascots and, and the things that exist. So, uh, and that's, uh, I just say, that's woefully out of date because we've been busy enough to not like pay attention to the, the slicker parts of marketing. We try to just, we're pretty much dead on just reaching out to coaches and then fulfilling orders. So, uh, We've gotten some really cool stuff done even since then. Yeah, awesome. And yeah, it's uh, it's a really really cool. So did um, did I find you on? Yeah, and I did find you on Instagram also at your golf head covers too. So yeah, uh, good 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 place to find you there as well. So what's uh, well? You're you're making golf head covers, so you must be a golfer. Yep. Of of some degree. So how'd you get into golf? Where are you playing at in Ohio? Uh, what's uh, what's Brian Montgomery's golf story about? Uh, went to Ohio State, had uh, not played golf in any time till I got to Ohio State. Uh, roommates were golfers. Uh, first time I ever picked up a club, I think, was between my freshman and sophomore year. Uh, started playing. Uh, got decent quick. I was always a good athlete, so it's not, you know, uh, I think of it as I sometimes think I played better before I got uh, a little help, right? I've never had any real formal instruction, but uh, I'm I'm the right age for if I were to say I'm the right age for an L to L uh, swing thing, you know. 
Sure. Yeah. A lot of rotation in there. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm on, uh, really good. I'm a good. I'm a definitely a great scramble partner. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm still. I, it's one of my proudest moments. Uh, a couple of years ago, I won the long drive at a at a charity tournament at NCR Country Club. Wow. That's Still pretty, got it in the bag. Nice, I, I, man. I was about to say, if you're winning the long drive, I mean, it's like, okay, well, you, some, yeah. something's well, happening. Cal, he said he's he won the long drive, but he's really good at scrambling. So I think the, the game's pretty good overall. <laughs> no, no. At, at a scramble event, I'm oh, sorry. okay. Oh, no, no, no. I, uh, I, I think Hogan said it. I like this. It should just be concentric rings with scoring points. No putting. No yeah. putting. Okay. <laughs> So I started playing in, in college, uh, kept that up, you know, then became a, you know, married father, all that kind of stuff. Um, really stopped playing regularly in about 1997, left Ohio, went to uh, work for IBM down in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, That's where Dan's IBM. at. Hmm? That's where Dan's at. You a Raleigh guy? Yeah, I'm in Raleigh. Yep. Uh, then, then I'll get real specific. I was, uh, I was down in Cary. Oh, okay. That's, that's where Dan's from. No, I'm not from Cary. <laughs> no. Are you from Apex? I'm from Fuquay. Uh, I live in Raleigh now. Raleigh Pop. Okay. Yeah. My yeah. wife's from my wife's from uh, Apex. Oh, cool. Very nice. Yeah, out there, on, out there near 1010 and Smith Road. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and, and her parents just moved from Fuquay to to Jacksonville to be near the grandkids. So they're, they're nice. we know this area well. Nice. Nice. Very yeah. Cool. Very cool. Uh, I I left Raleigh and went to a small uh, software company in, in Charleston, South Carolina, lived on a golf course, played it once in three years. We oh, were wow. really trying to prepare for an IPO and then, then 9-11, then, and then I moved back to Ohio. Um, and then I really didn't pick golf back up until about 2008. So it was a good 10-year hiatus from golf. I had a daughter that was uh, got into Olympic archery that that'll take up your time. Um, and she, she got good at it and that'll, when they get good at it and you got to start traveling, you know how that gets, right? Mm-hmm. So once she got through with that, got into college, then I, I kind of got back into golf. I got, I have an evening membership at a course nearby and golf for me has become this sort of like solitary unwinding thing in the evening. I go down and kind of, I'm usually the last guy on the course, last guy off kind of thing. Just, just walk nine holes and, and, and play and it's become really a solitary thing it's been a funny thing when most people are golfers to be social i've become a sort of more of a golfer hermit of sorts <laughs> yeah um it's a good course uh it used to host a nike event back in the in the 90s um uh, it was uh had an had a uh, an encounter with david duvall at a Nike event in 1994 on, on Heatherwood Golf Course in Springboro, Ohio. Uh, I wanted to really see his setup. So it's a par three elevated tee. So I have aligned myself directly caddy view onto him, right? He hits the tee shot, uh, my head follows, and then something hits me in the chest. And I turned around and looked, and he's still gargoyle sunglasses, right? He's just lifting his head up. He had picked his tee up and flicked it and hit me dead in the chest. And he stopped. He stopped. You know, he's looking at me and I'm looking at him. And, and he's like, oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember that day also, not just for that, but he was with he was playing partner was a guy named uh, David Bergano, if that name rings a bell. 
David Bergani was hitting it all over the place and was three or four under. And David Duvall was on every green. And at best, he might have been one under. It was a classic oh, wow. example of like, that's ball striking and, and that's golf, right? Sure. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't know. You think about Duvall and you know, we see him on the, uh, I don't remember if he played in the Open this year or not. I don't think he did. Uh, I think a couple of years ago he might have been out there. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, you know, it's, and, and I think he chalks it up to a little bit of a head game, right? Kind of, I mean, he had some injuries, but I think a lot of it was in his head and just, you know, kind of got sideways. The, the, uh, the Tiger effect uh, might have might have taken taken its toll on, uh, on way too many people. But, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that's uh, so Heatherwood and is Heatherwood the course that you play at in the evenings? Yep, that's it. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, Duval was definitely a fun guy to uh, to follow around and watch back in the in the heyday. Man, oh, yeah. that's uh, you know, yeah. I mean, you look now and you kind of scratch your head and you go like, "Wow, how is how is Phil Mickelson still kind of you know just just out there just hammering right? I mean, Iron Man in it through." Just and I mean, you think about ball strikers, right? Talk about David Duvall and Phil Mickelson, right. and you've got David Duvall, and it's like holy shit. You've got Phil Mickelson, it's like holy shit. Excuse my language, <laughs> but I mean, two completely different individuals, and and I mean, to go back in time, and you pretty much know who's gonna who's gonna be at the pedestal, right? And who rare? I'm I'm sure he could probably we could probably play him three on one, and he could probably you know right. dismantle us. But you know, just as far as it. Goes, goes and, and how good those guys are it's you know i don't think anybody ever really saw that duval was gonna that 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 was where duval would have wound up and that's where phil would have wound up at it's uh yeah, yeah, yeah especially right after duval shot that 59 and right after, i i thought he'd win that british open and the, that was the you know floodgates opening and i had heard that on the flight back from that British Open win, he had the that sort of epiphany, like, I thought this would be more fulfilling and exciting. So yeah. I'd always, I, I should look that up and see if I'm accurate on that memory. But it was like, there was like, is that all there is? And it kind of, kind of cast him adrift a bit. Yeah, it's kind of the either the fire's in the belly or it's not, right? And you see people, I mean, it's like the whole tiger, and we're, we're often a, a down, definitely down a rabbit hole. But, I mean, it's like, you know, tiger's like, I'm I, I'm going to kill you. Not, not not literally, yeah. but, I mean, but it's like I'm, I'm going to attack you on the golf course and I'm going to win. And same way with Phil, right? I mean, I think Phil, no matter how shitty the guy's playing golf, I mean, he's still like, I want to beat you. I, I want to win. And, and there's something out of like every stroke, every hole – every rat match every round and i don't know i just i don't think it delivered for uh i don't i don't think it delivered for for uh, for duval and for for whatever yeah, reason so yeah i think you're right yeah nevertheless uh so we we we've we're way down a rabbit hole over here back to so heatherwood uh great conversations there what was the golf course that you were on in charleston when you uh you were living on the course and you only played one time dunes west Oh yeah, sure. Great golf. Great. Well, and I think they've at least got 36. They may have, uh, what's that? 72 holes. Uh, I think they've got at least three down there. Right. Yeah. I, I was just back there this summer. Uh, we did sort of a whirlwind trip after visiting the in-laws in Jacksonville came up through Charleston and it's uh, one of those, I guess, maybe you could call it a rite of passage, but uh, I worked for a company called Blackbaud there, and uh, we shared a parking lot with the, the soccer stadium for the Charleston Battery. 
and I wanted to see the the place, so I pulled in. And a, Blackboard's moved from that building, and B, they just happened to be demolishing the stadium while we were there. Like, oh, wow. I was like, holy cow, I feel old. <laughs> like every every place I've worked doesn't exist, been demolished. <laughs> eh, just think of it, you're getting new stuff. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with a with an overhaul. So speaking of so Brian, so how do people well, so we've got uh we got driver covers at uh, at your golf head covers, we've got fairway woods, we got hybrid covers. Right. right. We're we've been working on our putters, so we'll have blade and mallet coming. Oh boy. Uh yeah. It's uh COVID really kind of cost us a year on what we were doing. So sure. we do we got alignment stick covers that we can do. We've got zippered and drawstring pouches. There we've got a lot of things that we're trying to move from me prototyper to professional sewists and it just takes time. Um a completely different uh thing again it was a approached me on instagram uh i'm working with a company called evolution putting uh and i'm making a case for them right so we're sewing the case and we're doing that but in talking with these guys it's a not inexpensive piece of of equipment uh that measures aspects of putting that that uh, you can't with a doppler radar and uh it's been fun just talking to them about, you know, cause they're working with guys like the putting doctor. Sure. Um, they saw Mike Malaska and they were trying to see if he would be interested in their equipment. Um, and they gave me one tip that so far might be placebo effect we're seeing. Uh, it was uh, a simple ratio, whatever put your putting, whatever your backswing length is to, to take that putt, try to have your forward swing be seven tenths that length. So it's a 10 to seven ratio. So a simple way to think of it is if I had a 10 inch back string to get the ball there, stop seven inches in front of the ball. Don't, don't sort of lazily keep going or anything like that. It, it drives a bit more of a, a bit more of a pop stroke, certainly not Schnedeker like, but it, it causes you to kind of keep accelerating. Somehow it manages to get your brain to keep accelerating because it's going to stop as opposed to hmm. languidly going through. And it's, it's worked wonders in the last week. So that's one for you guys. There you go. For yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting for sure. Yeah. We've a uh, friend of the show, Craig Foster with Dynaline Golf. So uh, you, you would have, uh, you're familiar with Steve Elkington, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he, uh, so Craig was working with Steve Elkington back, uh, back uh definitely number one on tour i'd have to go back and read through my notes but i multiple years and you know he kind of went through his heyday there and and craig was with him with dynaline and and kind of worked him through this dynamic alignment golf and it sounds uh i'm I'm making some notes if you see me writing stuff i'm not uh you know i'm I'm making some things to talk about with other folks but which is really the cool thing to get to do when we have these conversations right Mm -hmm. it's like what else can we kind of learn from each other and take to a other folks so uh but yeah uh craig craig talks a little bit about that and kind of the setup and you know it's more like uh the putting stroke is a golf swing right it's a it's an athletic uh you know mechanic i shouldn't say mechanical but it's it's an athletic movement you know it's not just hey it's a putter you know you just kind of flip through it kind of thing so yeah that makes total sense so what's uh, what's on the horizon? Uh, well, let me ask this. So, because you mentioned putter covers uh, are potentially, not potentially, putter covers are going to be. They, they're, putter covers they're, coming. They're coming. Yeah. 
And uh, I've already got some ideas in my mind. I'm not going to give anything away, but uh, but I know some things that are happening. And I know there's a bill that comes with that. Totally cool. So um, if you can, Brian, can you what's the process? And and I'm uh, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit from your website, but there's some best practices you give. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I could be I could be a coach at a school. I could be working maybe at a, at a club. I could be putting together uh, a bachelor party. I hope nobody heard me say that because if, if that's the case, he's going to be really upset. Uh, but I'm putting together something and I've got my one of ever how many I'm going to get done. What's a best practice in what I'm doing and what I'm putting together and how I'm going to get it to you? And what's the what's the recipe for success there? Sure. Uh, a few things come to mind. One, you know, a high res logo. Um uh, obviously helps. So if you've got something that's uh, drawn really nice in a in a good high res format, JPEG, PNG, that we can work with that, no problem. Be open to us making suggestions. If you come back with an incredibly detailed uh, logo, we're going to shrink that down to it's going to be about three three and a half inches on a head cover. That's about as big as you want it to be. Um, there's a local high school here who has a Firebird. Inside their Firebird is a little L and an, a little E. Yeah, exactly. And so I made them one where I, I took the head. <laughs> you know, I made the head three inches. And it looks awesome, right? I and um, I think the L and the actually in the eye is like a reflection. It's kind of a cool logo, but you're never going to see it at three inches this wide, right? Sure. But when I made that head three inches big, it was great. So we're always up for that kind of like, hey, let us kind of suggest some things. Most schools, so some colleges have brand guidelines and you're not really allowed to do that. Right. High schools tend to not. Right. And so we, we, we're going to help you on that front. It's really tough to put the same color logo on the same head cover color, right? If your logo is predominantly blue, and especially if you have a blue outline around the thing, and you ask me to put it on a blue head cover, I'm not going to show up great, right? Now, we, we do have some techniques uh, you probably saw, like, if you wanted to put a green dragon on a green head cover, but the outline is in black, a lot of times we'll just embroider the outline and let the green of the head cover be the green of the dragon. It works really well. looks good. I have a local high school that uh, they're the they're the be- uh, Beaver Creek, so they're the beavers, right, the fighting beavers. And so they have a head co- or a, a logo that sort of looks like Oregon State's, not exactly a ripoff. Yeah, oh, yeah, by sure. the way, you want to know a secret? Every high school rips off every professional sports team. <laughs> the number of Patriots I've ever seen. Are you kidding me? That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I just did a set for Falcons. It's wow. Atlanta Falcon Falcon. Come on. <laughs> right. Well, hey, now, now, in in their defense, it is a government entity, and generally speaking, I mean, they are uh, they're kind of lawsuit avoid. I mean, it's really not. Well, I, I have a feeling that no pro team wants to go after a local high school no. like. Uh, and, it doesn't. It, it wouldn't look very South good. Yeah. Versus black. But on. yeah, uh, so we're going to do those kinds of things. We're going to make some suggestions for you. Uh, we do have a technique. We have a couple techniques. Um, we can put a bunch of different color stitches in the background that, that does drive cost for us. And, and we may come back and ask for a little more money. We also have a, a method called an applique where uh, you basically embroider a, a circle or something of a different color behind where that logo is going to be. And then you put a border around it. It looks really nice. And we do that sometimes. Sometimes we do a different color. So we'll do that logo on, let's say it's blue and you want it on a blue head cover, but we'll do that top of that head cover in white 
and then b below we'll do blue below and blue on the back side we've, we've got a lot of techniques we do work usually it takes one or two iterations after someone communicates like here's what i'm thinking i get them a virtual proof we're usually back and forth once or twice and then we we've kind of got it from there we're a Depending on the time of year, we're right now in a three to four uh, week turn time. Sometimes oh, we're wow. in a two to three week turn time, but we turn pretty quick. <laughs> um, we, uh, like I said, we we got a lot of uh, firepower down at the Dayton Sewing Collaborative. Uh, I've, got, I've posted some pictures. There are uh, something on the order of seven, eight, nine, you know, these industrial sewing machines available to us. So we're we're pretty well set in terms of like being able to handle some peak capacities. Folks like to come in on the weekends and work because they're they're doing it as part of generating funds for the nonprofit. So when it's all said and done, we have a, a pretty good production ca uh, capacity. John's got four or five embroidery machines. Um, when we did that Bright State tournament last fall, we did 80 head covers and we turned those out in a matter of a few days. So we can oh nice we can we can turn and burn when we need to. Cool. Yeah. Well, it, it's good to hear. So and it, I'm speaking personally, right? I mean, when we uh, when we've sent stuff to folks and, and said, hey, can you do this? And, you know, a lot of times you get um, you get a eh, no, that doesn't work or it's not going to look that good. It's good to hear that you're giving some feedback or suggestions on, hey, uh, I get the premise of what you and, and again, like garbage in, garbage out. Right. right. But, if, but, but if you're giving you a good idea, it sounds like you're like, OK, I get the gist of what you're trying to produce. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, the, the one that we, you know, what we'd sent over, uh, <clears throat> let me rephrase that. What I sent over, uh, <laughs> uh, what, you know, was, uh, kind of straightforward. It's like, Hey, here's, uh, we could do, you know, we could do, you want to, you know, a black front, you want to do this, you want to do that. I mean, it was some suggestions around other than, Hey, here you go. It's like, well, wait a minute. You wanted something to be a little bit different on it. So that was kind of cool to see. There was some, uh, like creative mindset behind other than just, yep, sure. Here you go. You know, they, it was like, Hey, I'm actually looking at it. I see what you got. And, uh, maybe I want my product to look a little better than what you want it to look like ish, ish, ish. Well, as you say, one of the things that on yours in particular, uh, uh I don't cast myself as a creative type necessarily, but, I, I, and especially in our, our synthetic leather, we have a, a nationally, nationally known upholstery, like a auto and marine upholstery provider aftermarket, like the hot rod shops and everything yeah, sure. uh, right down here in Cincinnati. So I've worked with them to identify a, a synthetic leather that yours is made from it. That is uh, really good yet affordable, right? I'm still trying to keep my price points in a good place. So I don't right. use real leather. I use a synthetic leather and it's got, they actually have something I can call it like rubs, uh, they can give you the number of rubs that'll take before it wears through that kind of thing. When I that's for the next, that's for the next show, Brian. <laughs> not, not, not a show I want to be associated with. I don't think. Um, but the uh, uh, when I do those, I often don't put stripes or anything on it because I think that leather mm. really kind of sort of shows itself. It's a nice soft hand. It's a matte finish. I'll be interested. I'm I'm so sorry that I didn't make it. I thought I had that set for Saturday delivery. I was all set to go, uh, and so I'm I'm disappointed no, I didn't make it. No, no, all good. Yeah, I mean I got a notice that said uh, you know it's uh, yeah. So it, it's not a you thing. It's a um, it's a UPS thing. It, it, it it's a shipping thing. I'll, I'll put it it's like that. Yeah, we, we don't we don't want to call anybody out, but uh, oh, I've yeah. had great luck with with UPS. I've had great luck. So that's I'm more surprised than anything because it's been pretty much like 
I had that. So I do sell, just so we're clear, and we have a small announcement on this front uh, that I'd like to make, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Hey, sir, it's your show. Help yourself. So uh, I still make uh, the limited runs. The uh, If I see a fabric I like or I've got a set of tartans that I still produce cylinder covers in. So I've been doing a lot of that, that work, too. Uh, I do, you know, gosh, I've got some <laughs> some uh, zombie head covers that have gone real well. My current bestseller right now is a master's jumpsuit-inspired uh, head cover. Yeah. 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 Cool. That's what, that's what you really want. Uh, <laughs> you, you, did, you, did, you just heard Dan's request. It just needs to say birdies and bourbon on the back of the uh, jersey, on the back of the, the jumpsuit. That's cool. Uh, that, that, that one, I have a great story. I'd still want to, I still want to see the pictures just to absolutely confirm, but a guy ordered some and wanted to know if I could get them there by a specific time. I said, well, where are you? He said, Augusta, Georgia. We're texting or emailing back and forth on, uh, on eBay. I said, oh, so right, right there, huh? And he goes, oh yeah, I'm getting these for two four caddies that I I four caddy with who are That's retiring sweet. after 40 years of the tournament. We're going to play there on Saturday. Can you get them oh, to me boy. by Saturday? I'm like, wow. oh yeah, I can get them to you by Saturday. <laughs> so, so my head covers have been played at Augusta National. I know I've sold them to people who live on the course on Pebble Beach because you know they have to give me their address to get them shipped to them. Um, so, uh, we're, we're real happy with those master's head covers. Um, Very cool. and the other day I had somebody request, like, I'll pay. Would you ship these head covers? I need them by tomorrow. I was like, do you know how much that's going to cost? Cause it was in Cal, it was a California shipment. So somebody was willing to pay me, not pay me, pay UPS. Cause I just charged them. I didn't make any extra money off this, but they paid a hundred bucks to ship like $75 worth of head covers. Wow. I can only imagine birthday or anniversary. Yeah. That's the only, yep. and forgot, right? Yep. yep. That deadly combo we've all faced. <laughs> hey, so you, you're hearing it here. If you, if you bought an Augusta jumpsuit head cover from, uh, from Brian at your was, golf. He would have bought it from Brian Montgomery, 2000 on, on eBay at that, at that point. Uh, hey, hashtag uh, to post a picture, uh, Twitter or uh, Instagram, Facebook. You can With do a it. Recognizable in, hole in the background. Yeah. So yeah. So in case you can't find your golf head covers, uh, you could always hit birdies underscore bourbon, and we'll make sure Brian gets it. So uh, one way or the other, yeah, we'll be sure so, uh, be sure to share that. So my uh, my big announcement is we're we're actually going to rebrand. So your golf head covers. Uh, is both, I think, a, a good name for what we were doing with schools, but a, a bad name for almost everything else we do. Um, and one of those great picks that you make at midnight after you've tried every other freaking name you could think of, right? Um, my, my Etsy store is called Atelier DuPont, which is French for... Oh, no. Uh, How am I going to spell that after that? I've been drinking uh, all night. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Reading my mind, brother. So we're... Your golf head covers will remain the school-focused thing, but uh, we're going to relaunch the rest of the head covers that are not school-related as uh, Walker Sports. Uh, Walker Montgomery was my grandfather. Cool. And uh, for the birdies and bourbon, especially the bourbon crowd, he was a moonshiner of some renown in southern Ohio. Um, and my father helped him make it. So I have actually uh, been taught, uh, not physically, but my Dad taught me all about how to make good moonshine and what the secrets oh, cool. were. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when 
when you need some help, let me know. I know the I know the chemistry. <laughs> uh, what, what I heard is a man that grew up in, uh, and you may or may not know this, but there are actually hillbillies from Ohio. And, oh, God, uh, yeah. and, and, uh, it sounds like, uh, one Mr. Montgomery did some underage drinking. Oh, I am down in, uh, I am from the Lucasville Portsmouth area. So. Yeah, there, there you go. There so, you go. Right. Yeah, right, uh, right, rightfully. So, so it's going to be called, uh, and you, you haven't Walk- released it yet, but it's walkers Walker, just Walker sports. Walker Sports. Awesome. Yeah, that's going to be, uh, well, that's a fun one, man. You got a little story behind it. Um, I'm hoping that we're going to get, uh, we've got so much to talk about. I won't bore you with it tonight on the show, but uh, I definitely have some things in mind. Uh, you can plagiarize or steal my ideas once we, and we're not going to tell people that are listening yet because uh, we're waiting to release those. But uh, I got some really, really good ideas about how uh, how some of those things come into mind. Not Walker Sport related or sports related but uh you know you'll figure it out on your own you oh, yeah. uh, you're, you're doing a better job with this than i am dan and i are just talking and drinking so it's true oh I, uh it's funny you meet so many you know good people through this uh, i've worked with a uh, i'll say kid because he's my kid's age but he's a young man who was uh sure. he was involved with the camelback sports uh yeah. you know backpacks yep. in marketing and i had sent him a head cover and he had responded back and Next thing you know, we're striking up a conversation. He's become a bit of a tester, uh, product tester for me, and he's a marketing guy. So he's always been very helpful in terms of helping me think through how we're going to position this, what we need to do, how we need to differentiate. Because like you said, there are sort of seems like 500 head cover, like every freaking body's making a head cover. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Brian, that you say that. And I mean, just thinking out loud, right, about how you kind of progress through this thing and, and what makes somebody different than the other is, and, and, and just transparency, right? I mean, we've had a few people on and uh, that are doing kind of head covers and doing other things, but everybody that we've had on, and we haven't necessarily sought it out, but everybody's been unique in kind of what they're doing, right? And it's like, hey, I'm doing this and I'm, I'm doing this type of platform and platform is a bad word. I'm, you know, this is my, this is what I want to produce and what I want to get out there. And, uh, you know, and, and there's definitely things that are at a premium that have been out in the market for a while. And, and I, I've definitely carried some of those and used some of those and probably still do. And I'm not against them, but, you know, again, it's just like with anything else. I mean, once you get some name recognition and it's like, Hey, we're going to, we're a premium brand now and we can charge a premium price. And, Hey, capitalism, let it ride, baby. I'm, I'm all good with it. Like it's, it's a good thing, right? It's uh, it's good. Let's keep people on us. And I, I think that where you, you know, where you are, what you're doing, and I'm excited to hear, I would have never really said your golf head covers is not like a thing that's going to get me attracted to it. But now that you've said, Hey, we already realized we need to do something. We, we need to rebrand so that we're more approachable to a different audience. It couldn't be more obvious in, right. if, if that's a fair statement. Sorry if that's uh, if I, if Oh, no, it, uh, literally, I was just pressed for time. And that is as old school a way to try to claim that you're for somebody. Um, yeah. I had reached out to my my putter cover collection on Instagram and said, hey, just by our names, we need to at least do something together because we both got, I didn't say bad names at the time. It was like, yeah, we both got kind of crappy names. Here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not crap. It's just, it's a, there's nothing that, but like my putter cover collection, as far as I know, that's just a putter cover collector. 
Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, he's he's uh, in in Canada. Uh, I've learned to ask where people are before I offer up free head covers just for the shipping. <laughs> uh, right. Or it may not make it at all, right? So, but I, I we, mean, we're doing some work with some folks. I've I've had covers in the Philippines, Sweden, wow. England. Um, yeah, we've. I mean, even through eBay, I've sold head covers to places. I don't. I know it's always going to somewhere else because it goes to the depot in Erlanger, Kentucky to start its journey. But yeah, um, yeah, shipped to all those places. So cool. I, I don't, don't want to belabor, but if I can for just real quick, so you, you brought up eBay and uh, by the way, eBay, no free ads. So we're expecting uh, <laughs> some kind of a kickback over here just to let you know. Uh, we've mentioned your name multiple times. We'll, we'll take uh, whatever you want to give us uh, or, or send it over to Walker sports and uh, you know, they'll take, uh, they'll take some kind of discount on their monthly fee. But, That's right. Um, so how's the eBay process looking? What, what's it looking like today? I bought a few things off of there. Uh, I wouldn't say recently, but over the past, probably, you know, I mean, we've, we've all been stuck at the house and doing whatever. And, you know, sure. if you're, if you're a golf nerd and a, uh, an equipment nerd, you kind of been going down the road. And, uh, I I'd say that I've been dealing with, uh, pretty much the, I, I haven't bought anything from you on eBay. Uh, but, Everything's been going pretty good. Is eBay still a pretty comfortable platform to, to conduct business on? Do you feel good about it and it, it's smooth? Sure. Uh, I I would have said my sales on eBay were were highest last like last spring as we got into the, the pandemic. Sure. Uh, I don't sell nearly as much on eBay as I sell on Etsy now. Okay. Uh, Etsy seems to be where people are are looking now. Part of that's because I do a lot more that masters covers a custom piece. Sure. Um, and I tend in order to keep my prices down, I don't build up a lot of stock. I, I make, uh, as orders come in. So I have a two, three week lead time that discourages some eBay buyers, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know, I've tried to watch my prices and keep them in line with the market. Um, and so we just had a slight price increase that I think is kind of, cost us a, a few purchases but at the end of the day it's a pretty easy platform between ebay and etsy they're both easy to work with they both uh, the orders flow the shipping is easy it's a it's a pretty easy process um much easier than if i was i don't take a lot of i don't take a, a, the sort of tartan cylinder orders on on the web I, that's all through ebay and etsy for me right now until till walker sports gets up Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, that, that makes life really easy, uh, for producers typically. Now there is a price, right? They, they take their pound of flesh, but it's not too bad. Yeah. No, that's an avenue to be able to transact business. So yeah, it's a necessary evil, if you will. Yeah, I will tell you this. Uh, I didn't know it. Uh, uh, so my master's head covers show up at least on my Instagram feed and, and, and Facebook feeds, right? They'd be like, hey, Etsy thinks you might be interested in this. Hmm. So I first like, oh, wait a minute, damn it, I made that. <laughs> well, I started clicking it to make sure it was high on the list, only to find out, you know, they're charging me every time I click this. <laughs> 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 nice. That quit pretty quick. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. so Brian Montgomery, uh, it, I, I would be, uh, I, I can't leave without this because I got a feeling Dan's got, uh, got a master's 
<laughs> head cover coming with birdies and bourbon on the back. And Dan always likes to end the show. If I don't let him talk much, I didn't know this one because I want to talk a lot. I don't know why. Could have been this Magnolia Spirits. But Dan always likes to uh, hit you with a few questions about what's in the area. So, Dan, um, uh, hit him up. Yeah, Diamond in the Rough. Diamond in the Rough. Where are you going? Where's your Where's your dive, um, you know, food place or whatever it is, you know, where the locals go, uh, either where you're at now or Charleston or wherever. So, uh, if, if I were to take you to some place here, divey, I'd definitely take you to uh, a local taqueria that I, I really enjoy. Mm. Uh, we'd, we'd go there. It's the kind of place where they serve goat soup on Tuesdays. So if you're, if you're of a mood, but, the the pan fried enchiladas not to be missed. That'd be one thing I what's would it, do. What's it called? Uh, Mexiteca taqueria. Okay, cool. On Third Street, it was definitely a Dan answer. It's like I can't pronounce the name. I'm just going to make it up as I go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we would definitely end up at Century Bar. So we have a top ten bourbon bar here in, in Dayton. It is the good news, nice. bad news. Good news is I can try any bourbon you can probably name. The bad news is I'll never be able to buy it here in Ohio. So and I can't order anything online in Ohio. So. Hmm. Yeah, the, oh, that's that's cool. a shit. That's a shit place. Now, hey, by the way, though, you can get you can get old Overholt one fourteen. And by the way, Chase, Chase, if you're listening, I'm not gonna say your last name because I don't want to hose you. I may, uh, or I could, but I could die if I do. Wink, wink. Uh, I'm still waiting on my four bottles of Old Overholt 114. So, Brian, the only reason I say that is if you can find Old Overholt 114, I've heard really good things about it. I've yet to try it, uh, but I hear it's pretty good. And it's one that Ohio actually got that uh, we didn't get in most states. So, I'll see. I, I have a friend that... Uh... Uh, COVID has screwed this up the last couple of years, but we spend typically the, the first or second round of the masters at his place. He is a bourbon aficionado. I think he maintains about mm, 60 bottles. So I've had things like, uh, yeah, I've had the Pappy rye that people don't even think exists. I've had that. Hmm. Right. And so, uh, my favorite thing to do is get the four roses, small batch with all those little variables, the oh, yeah. bill, the, and be able to taste those differences. That's, I think that's just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Uh, yep. so, so we got the, we got a, we got the Mexican joint. We got a, we got a bourbon bar. spot and we have a uh, nationally known steakhouse called the pine club. It's one of those, uh, you better bring cash because they don't take credit kind of places. Nice. Ooh, even during COVID. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> So we got that, um, and then we're gonna we're gonna obviously we're gonna play at Heatherwood. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have our our time there, and then I'm gonna pull some strings and get you on NCR Country Club, so you can be where uh, I think Ray I think Raymond Floyd might have won the PGA there. Oh, wow, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And the, what, what club was it? NCR. Oh, NCR. Gotcha. NCR South. Uh, I. Don't know if I can pull enough strings to get you on. I don't even know if they're really still playing out there. You, you talk about a sort of sad situation. There's a golf course here in Dayton called the Miami Valley Golf Club. And they it was the site of the last match play PGA in 59, let's say. But that it just 
it's one of those clubs that's just struggling to stay around. And it's, mm. it's kind of sort of sad to watch these old clubs kind of. Is it still open? Uh, but it, I mean, it's still a club, but it's not like a private club. It was a private club forever and a day. I just happened to know some folks and was able to get out there and play in the last couple, three years. Hmm. Cool. Um, yeah. is, it just, is it in a bad part? Of, I mean, when I say bad part, I don't mean bad, like bad. I mean, it, like a, like you don't want to go there. It's just not like an up and coming part of town. And yeah. People it's, are just... it's, it's, yeah, it had its heyday in the past. Right. Huh. But yeah, we've got some, you know, some good courses in, in the area and some, you know, like I said, some fine dining and for you guys that it's, it used to be much more of a thing before they franchised everywhere, but we'd take you for skylines for Cincinnati chili too. Right. Yeah, of course you will. <laughs> of course you will. Of course you will. I mean, that's uh, that's like a that's probably like the hungover morning drive back, and uh, you know we'll get that on the. So PB is going to yell at me if I don't uh, if I don't say it, and I'm going to say it, and he's going to yell at me for screwing it up. But um, uh, so the Die family is from Ohio. Pete Die, PB Die. Uh, I'm trying to get my uh, little little phone pulled up here so I can actually comment on the club that he was at. But uh, 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 yeah, I mean it's um, yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I I actually didn't know that, but I know Urbana pretty well. Yeah, yeah, Urbana. Yeah, 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 Urbana. Sorry, that's what I was like. It's it it's I had a had a mind fart and I couldn't get come up with it. But yeah. Well, I, I mean, I literally learned to play golf at the uh, OSU Scarlet and Gray course. So that that was that was my sort of upbringing in golf. Um and the guy I, I played a lot with, I I graduated from Iowa State. I actually worked there for a couple of years following. I was a, a systems guy, a computer guy. And uh, one of the guys that I worked with, we used to be able to join that course for like 300 bucks. So unlimited golf at Ohio State, Scarlet and Gray, 300 bucks a year. And uh, he would play. He was a golfer from northern Ohio. So he was a golfer and a bowler because you can't golf up there for very long. <laughs> and one night we finished up and he's like pissed as hell. I'm like, Dave, I know for a fact you just shot one under. Yeah, but I didn't hit a damn shot the way I wanted to all night. <laughs> and that really, I think that influenced the way I think about golf because I'm the same way. Like I, I pay very little attention to the number, but am I hitting the ball the way I want to? Yeah, I feel pretty good. <laughs> nice. So how close are you to Urbana? Urbana is probably an hour, hour-ish away. And it, is it like, uh, is it north and west of you? Am I thinking north of the and, right? Uh, east. So Dayton sits on the, on I'm an hour from the Indiana border. Yeah. Urbana sits between me and Columbus, but north of me. Okay. I got you. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a Southern guy, so I, I didn't make it up that way that much. So well, uh, you can sort of tell I'm a Southern guy because I gave you everything in minutes, not miles. Exactly. Because the Hills don't <laughs> care how far they just know how long. No, they, they sure they sure don't. They sure don't. Yeah, awesome. Uh, well, here's what I would say is uh, let's get um, let's get Walker Sports to Urbana Country Club with PB Die and uh, Birdies and Bourbon. Let's get around a golf in, man. I mean, that's let's do it. An hour is nothing. I mean, that's easy enough to do. And uh, PB seems uh, he's a nice enough fellow. I'm sure he'll host us. So why not to do it? I'm looking forward to it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, Brian Montgomery, we've made it through a few pours. Uh, I, even though Magnolia Spirits, which is. Uh, oh, man. Ooh, you've you know, been through it. 
It, well, no, I didn't drink all that tonight. I didn't drink all that tonight. <laughs> but uh, but uh, so, Brian, where can people find you at? And uh, how should people, where can people find you today? And where can people find you going forward? So I think the best way to reach out is just go to yourgolfheadcovers.com. There's an inquiry button that'll send an email to me at bmontgomery at yourgolfheadcovers.com. And we can get uh, anything started from there. Uh, I'm on eBay as both Brian Montgomery 2000 and Your Golf Head Covers and the hard to spell Atelier de Quant on Etsy. It means crafty little workshop. It's a cruel name my wife came up with. Also, I would uh, challenge you to find a good name that isn't taken on Etsy. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Ooh, hey, challenge except, well, yeah, well, we'll just, we'll, 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 we'll just steal somebody else's name. It's, uh, it's going to be uh, Walker Sport. There you go. <laughs> I've given that away already. Brian, it's been a pleasure, sir. Cheers. We're looking forward to getting your, uh, your stuff in action. And, uh, you know, uh, we're looking forward Dan, to playing around well, the golf with you. Let's uh, head to Urbana. Dan, you tell me what you want and we'll get it to you, brother. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you, Brian. Cheers. Much Cheers. appreciated. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm.